Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got a special guest today. I know this is somebody uh, me and Manny has discussed about having on for quite a while. He's the 2.3 turbo guru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy that really helped me a lot when I had the SVO back in the day. So warm welcome for Chip. Thank you. Thank you. Get a little bit closer to the mic. Right there? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Chip, you're our first live guest we've had in a while. Oh, it's good to be out, too. It's good to be out and, uh, out and about and starting to enjoy life again. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, dude, COVID kind of put us back to Zoom calls for a while, you know? Yeah, for sure. And um, it's fine. It's so much easier to actually have a guest in person and kind of, like, toss it back and forth in person. <laughs> yeah, and just actually see someone's reaction without having a mask on. <laughs> yes, yeah. A big, a yeah. big plus. Hey, it's all about that <laughs> eyebrow game, you know what I mean? Oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> You can't you can't walk by any ladies and smile no more. You got to have the eyebrow game going. I've gotten good though. I've gotten to the point where I can tell when people are smiling and you know, so with a mask on. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. I don't know. That one looks pissed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we we have Chip on. He is like I said, the two point three turbo guru. He is um, evil pento on Instagram. Yes, evil underscore pento. Okay, on Instagram. Evil with an O. Or no, an I? I. Okay, got it, got it, okay. Yeah, we were trying to actually, uh, when we first came out with the car, we wanted to call it uh, Pinto 187 because we wanted it murdered out, a murdered Pinto, hmm. but the DMV wouldn't give us those plates. So we said, okay, what about evil Pinto? Will you give us those at least? And they said, okay, we'll, we'll do that. Hey, that works, that <laughs> yeah. works, heck yeah. It worked out for us. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, leave it to the DMV. I mean, they always want to like mess up with the fun, but... Uh, Create a new opportunity, honestly. Yeah, and actually, if you uh, if you look at the car, uh, the dash still says uh, one eighty seven. <laughs> oh shoot! On the dash, that's initially <laughs> what we wanted to call the car. We wanted to paint the numbers on the side and everything. Yeah. Well, you have like a kind of like a pinstripe classic slash rat rod ish going. Like oh, it's yeah, it's that, a that was the goal. The goal was to to make something which we called hilarious. And me and the guys, we decided that we were going to we were going to build something interesting, and uh, that's that's what we did. We we built this funny car. We wanted to have something that we could take places and and just really have fun with it. People would stop and look at it, and and we wanted to add little different things to the car so that yeah, this is this is something that people want to stop and really look at. It's it's like uh, we wanted to do it to visually be like. Someone with many tattoos where you wanted to stop and look at all their tattoos. What does it say and what does it mean? That's a, That was the whole goal with that car. I Absolutely. Know, I don't know about that, actually. I mean, you have that Mexican, like, uh, perception where, like, if you see someone with tattoos, oh, no, stay away from him. <laughs> 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 so I did have a question. Like, uh, what, like, made your decision for the Pinto? Oh, it was easy. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, it's the first car I learned how to drive in. Really? Yeah, my sister had a, a Pinto with these uh, Krager wheels, and it was really cool. Well, at the time, for me as a kid, it was cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, hey, you know what? Um, This is a really cool car. And I, I always asked my sister if I could have it, but she ended up selling it. And uh, But I actually went to take my driver's test, and I, and I was going to take her car because the only thing that I drove. And uh, ended up, I had to take my mom's 411, 
and I failed the first time around. <laughs> so I asked my, begged my sister, please let me use the car. It's the only thing I really know how to drive. And she, she let me use it for the test, and I passed. So for me, it was a big deal. A Pinto is a big deal to me. All you know? right. And uh, what happened was I, I got involved with the SVO game, which is uh, the whole 2.3 turbo animal. And, uh, you know, out here in California, they call it Killa Cali. You know, uh, the smog rules were just killing me with this car, you know. So I wanted to find something to put these motors in because I had built all these motors. So I said, hey, let's find something light and something pre-75. They're like, hey, you know what would be cool is a Vega. I'm like, no, no, Vega, no. You don't want to put a Ford in a Chevy now. Like, what about a Pino? And as soon as they said that, my eyes lit up. So, you know what? I had one as a kid. Now, that was the first car I, I passed my DMV test in back in Florida. I, I would want to get that for sure. All right. Nice. Yeah. So I ended up, we looked everywhere. At the time, we couldn't find any. The only one I could find was in Seattle. So I called this kid up and I said, hey, um, uh, does it run? He goes, yeah, it runs good. Can I drive it back to California? Oh yeah, we just took it to Venice. I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay half of it now, and then I'll pay the other half when I get there. I'm gonna fly out and I'm gonna drive it back. Ooh, that's a mission, man. Yes, it was. It's 13 hours. It's a 13 hour drive. Oh man. So uh, yeah, I went out there, and the kid wanted to do the paperwork really fast. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this guy trying to just get out of here so quick? And uh, he gave me the keys and he said, see you later. And I got in the car, and this kid had taken a, a motorcycle muffler. And put it on the car. <laughs> so as soon as I started it, and now this is in an airport parking structure. So as soon as I started it, the whole place lit up with alarms. <laughs> All the alarms are going off. I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And and the thing, it just sounded like a Model T, you know. I'm like, oh, boy. So the first place I went was to the mall, the closest mall I could find. And I bought the biggest toolbox. That they had at Sears. Yeah. <laughs> and I drove that thing straight. I didn't stop. And I, you know, I took it through Grant Pass and I, I took it over the grapevine and that thing just took it. Yeah. I mean got that, it all the way home. That had the NA two point three? No, at the time it had a two point oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was screaming. The car was <laughs> and it only had one wiper blade and uh, you know, and it was dry rotted. And there I am on this uh, Grant Pass. With nothing but semi trucks in the middle of the night, no lights on the uh, you know the side streets had no lights, yeah, yeah. and I'm driving this thing all the way home, and I'm like, you know what? It's Just waiting for a semi to rear end yeah, it, and pop die. on Let's fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I mean, at least it passed the journey that you, or how you actually wanted to, basically have it from Florida, right? You said. No, no, it, it from Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it actually lasted the journey, and that's the good thing that you wanted it to happen, honestly. Exactly, exactly. And I drove it all the way back, and it did what it was supposed to do. And it's so funny because as I'm as I'm putting up that uh, uh, what is it, the grapevine, I Ooh. see these cars broken down on the side of the road, and they're looking over, and they hear this loud this little fucking pinno, jalopy fucking rrr, bucket. <laughs> just humming up the humming up the you know grapevine. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, it was a wonderful day. It was. That's awesome. Well, that's definitely a mission in itself just to get the car. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was my, my very first Pinto, and then we took the SVO motor, and we threw it in there. And going from the, the weight of the SVO to that, it's basically half the weight of an SVO of the Pinto, it was a monster. Oh, the, I bet. So thing, that, 
this Pinto flew. is not the evil Pinto. No, no. Okay, this is just your first kind of yeah, that tip, was the dipping first your one. toe into the yeah. swap. And then I told my buddies about it, and we're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna build. A, I'm gonna build a one with a real motor. Something that's just going to be a monster. Well, if you do that, we're going to have to build a cage. We're going to have to do this. We're going to have to put subframe connectors. This thing's going to have to be strong. You know, so I said, yeah, yeah the I'm motor's like, just going to rip it apart. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I got the carne asada. Let's do it. You know, I mean, I'm here. You know, I bring, bring, out, bring the beer. We have the beer fridge in the back. Everybody come down, do your thing, do your part. You, you say we can build this badass car. Now let's do it. That's so, awesome. All right. Yeah. So it was a project with, with me and the homies. We just uh, just started getting in there and taking out the hammer. Everything was BFH and, and you know, make it happen. How, how, long, <laughs> how long did like, this first project of yours uh, last till the completion, basically? Uh, close to a year. Close, close to, a year? to a year. Yeah. Well, that's, no. About six months. Six months and we were driving it. That's not and then bad. Was, yeah. And then we were testing it out. And really, the reason why I built the, the Evil Pino is because I was building parts for for cars. I was because they, they saw my cool little green pinot that I'd cruise around, turbocharged, and I started making all these different parts. I started making fuel rails. I started making these uh, little adapter blocks for the fuel rails so they could use their stock fuel pressure regulator as an inline. And, and I was making intakes and all kinds of different things for the two point three crowd. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, what what do you run in the quarter?" said um i don't what are you talking about like wait hold on a second shit back up so you build race parts but you've never raced <laughs> and they're all like well i didn't think i didn't really think it was necessary but uh dude you're missing out you are totally missing out on the real thrill of what's going on but my mentality was well you know i just don't want to make a fool out of myself you know you go out there and but what i found in the race community, it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. It's you get out on the track, and when you're racing, it literally when you get to the when you pull over, there are guys coming up and saying, "Hey, man, you know, you need to take a little bit more air out of the tires. You know, you really should have your system routed like this if you really want to get more performance." I mean, it was a whole different vibe. Yeah, because you know, I've come from you can't tell now, but you know, the whole bodybuilding. Uh, regime where, where you know everybody had to be bigger than the other guy you go to the gym and nobody wants to help you and everyone's cocky and you know there's, there's just a whole ego persona around it and people are just talking smack and all that kind of stuff but it was a whole different vibe altogether yeah and, and it and just you know made what? it so much fun i don't know if it's a car thing or what but that's the same thing even with like me kind of dipping my toe into the uh the track side you know the road race side mm-hmm I keep hearing this from everybody that, yeah, like, you know, I have a, a buddy who does uh, the Race FF pod, and he talks about how his car breaks down. He goes to people with similar cars, like, oh, yeah, I got an extra bolt, I got extra this, I got extra that, and they help each other out to get back on the road to compete with each other. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, you see some of these TV shows, and they make it sound like, oh, well, you know, they, they run up to the other guy and say, hey, you wanna, your car's not fast, you're slow, and you know what, I'll bet you this, bet you that. The 1320 YouTube talking yeah, smack. It's, <laughs> it's, that's not how it is. The, the, at the track, it's really a whole different vibe. They're literally guys coming up, trying to help you, or they're patting you on the back and saying, hey, good job. I just saw your 60 foot. This is what you really need to do. And it just made it really fun. Yeah. So I got hooked on it after that. We just kept coming back, and the car was it was it's ridiculous. It's it's a hilarious little rat rod. Yeah. Although and, 
to kind of touch on that when you find a, when you first started talking about this, you mm-hmm. said you didn't want to go and like embarrass yourself. Yeah. And I don't know if you've kind of thought about this or kind of equate this in the same way, but one thing I've noticed is that you take an unconventional weird car out. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not doing where you feel like you could be doing or something, like it actually kind of uh, sets a different perspective for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It, it's it's not like you're going out there with a Corvette and then running a 14. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going out there in a Pinot and everybody's just hyped just to see the Pinot out there. <laughs> so then the fact that you do decently well, it's kind of like holy crap. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's the funny thing. It was the first time we got out there. Um, I had I had a Mustang, a 5.0, supercharged, and uh, I thought it was the best car in the world. And I I could never, never get this thing to go fast. Never. My friends would talk about how they're like, oh, I'm running 12s all day long. My car's so fast. And this is in the 80s and 90s. So 12 back then was an amazing speed in one of these 5.0s. Yeah. Right? So uh, I get out there the first day. I don't want to bring my friends with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out to the track and see what it does. And I go out there. And I, and I get on the track, and boom, I take it down the road, and then this thing is flying, right? I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. I get to the end of the track, they give me my time slip, and it says, uh, what did it say? It said 12.5, right? Hmm. And the guy goes, hey, um, uh, as fast as you're going, uh, you're going to need to have a helmet and a jacket. And I said, no, I'm going home. He's like, wait, but you've only run one time. I go, you don't understand. All my life, I've been told that, 12 is impossible and that you know it was so hard to run to 12 and here i come out here with my little pino on street tires and i run a 12 <laughs> i'm going home this is the one of the happiest days of my life <laughs> you know and the guy was like oh, okay <laughs> and i and i drove home and i told all my buddies i'd show them all my time slip i'm like man this thing is dude you're, you're gonna start ripping we put some some slicks on this thing and we should take it to Irwindale and see what it does. So we took it to Irwindale. And, the, of course, the first pass, I wanted to do it on a street tire. And uh, I almost sent the car into the wall. I mean, <laughs> so I, I lit it up, and the car just went, whoop, and it started swinging towards the wall. And I swung back. And I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. And then it, I kind of putted out and with embarrassment. you know. Yeah. But we got there early, so there was, the stands weren't filled at that point. <laughs> so I said, no, man, we got to put the slicks on this thing. So we put the slicks on. First car I line up on is an Evo. Okay. And, you know, you know, the tree comes down, green light comes on. Boom, I hit it, and I'm looking around, and I don't see anything. I just see my car, and I look in the rear view, and there he is. I'm like, holy smokes, this car is moving. So they're like, dude, you totally smoked that Evo. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I line back <laughs> up, and now it's a Camaro. Oh, I'm I thought like, you were going to say you went home. No, no, no. <laughs> now it's a Camaro. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> no, it was the same thing. I smoked that guy. You know, I gaptized him. And then uh, what do we roll up on? We rolled up on... on uh, the, you ever watch that show with um, God, Mike Brewer, I think it is? The, um, him and some other guy, they, they buy and sell cars. They buy cars, fix them up. Oh, okay. And I- he's always talking about, look under the bonnet. <laughs> oh man, what is that shit? Yeah, it does not ring a bell. No. <laughs> oh man, well, he has a his his he works with a guy named Ant. Him and a guy named Ant, they work on cars. Well, anyways, they get out there on the track. They were they were in Irwindale and they raced the same guy that I raced and they and they beat him, right? But barely. They barely beat this guy and I'm lining up on this guy and I'm like, "Oh my god, if 
if I lose to this guy, this will be horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So I line up on this guy, and I literally gaptized him to the point where you could barely see him on the <laughs> in the rear view so it was a fun day i mean it was an overall fun day and you know we just kept coming back and having fun with the car and and uh one day my buddy said hey man they're they're um they're gonna they're interviewing see him over there they're interviewing people for some tv show i'm like oh really what what show is that uh netflix something called fastest cars sleepers versus supercars or something hmm. he's like dude you should you should go for it man so and that's literally what the pinto kind of is it's the sleeper yeah it's the sleeper so i'm like okay sure why not my daughter's my daughter was all into the the whole youtube thing and making videos and stuff she's like dad we're gonna make a we're gonna make a video and we're submitting watch it's gonna kick ass i'm like okay whatever so we make this funny video (laughs) and we submit it and And you know side note on that video mm -hmm. that's kind of where i recognize this was obviously before i had actually met you Mm mm-hmm but I was at home, I was watching it, and there's a scene in your video that you submitted that they use for the Netflix show where you're sitting down on a car seat in the junkyard. Oh! <laughs> and, and, you know, like, for the most part, I've always junkyarded all my Fox bodies and Mustang builds. Mm-hmm. And right when they showed that scene and you were sitting there, I stopped and I went, I know that junkyard. <laughs> Yeah. I know exactly where he's at right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the cool thing is a lot of people in the neighborhood who uh, who recognize the car and and they know the streets. Yeah, you know, and I was zipping down these streets of Mexico. Uh, <laughs> they recognize the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it and I was like, that's that's Milliken. <laughs> that's the Milliken. Oh junior. no, no. I, well, the Milliken in Mexico. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about this junkyard video. Just, <laughs> just the sitting down. Just the sitting down. <laughs> but yes, I, I recognize. I know exactly where that's at. What the heck? And then they said, you know, you were from uh, Ontario, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. From Ontario. I was like, what the heck? This is fucking nuts. Like, I had never seen your car before this. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was like, this is freaking nuts. Uh, when you talk about like Ontario upland and all that stuff, he just goes crazy about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, you know, it's it's our home. It's our home area. You got to talk about it, man. You know, Fontucky, Ontario, all those great places. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The great Fontucky. And, and yeah, that's actually, I think, something that was a little bit uh, skipped over in the beginning part is that a lot of your car build really is kind of like a grassroots junkyard Frankenstein. That's what it is. I mean, everything about the car, like the, uh, the intercooler is from an Isuzu NPR truck that we found in the hillside yard. The throttle body, we wanted to upgrade the throttle body, but the cheapest way to do it was using one from a Super Coupe from a T-Bird, the, the supercharged unit. So we used that. Hmm. Um, and it's just a whole bunch of different parts that we pulled from. The, the rear end is out of a Maverick. You know, the, the <laughs> tranny was out of a 5.0 because the, the T-Bird ones wouldn't hold up. So well, there's, a, there's a lot of different parts in that car that just came from the junkyard. Yeah. You know, and to then make you kind it of- happen. You kind of couple that with the parts you were making yourself. Exactly. And you got yourself this really like actual grassroots custom build. <laughs> yeah. And it's, well, some people will say like, oh, that, that part on your car looks real expensive. Well, no, it, it didn't. I didn't have the same expense that most people have because I've been going to the junkyard forever. And, you know, at the time when the recession hit and my job, which uh, it was marketing and advertising, and I worked with car dealerships, it literally slammed into the ground because 
made no sense. They wouldn't advertise because at the time the banks weren't going to finance, so they couldn't sell any cars. Oh man! So that they they pulled the trigger on every single advertising thing that they were doing because we couldn't. They couldn't fill the showrooms. It made no sense yeah. to fill a showroom if you can't sell a car. So which I understand. So I literally had to figure out a way to feed my family. So I always go. I was going to the junkyard. So I figured out a way to do it. I went on eBay. I studied every car from A to Z, found out which parts were selling, which were making the most money, which was something easy for me to ship. And, uh, and that's what I started doing. I started putting stuff on eBay. So this wasn't just Pinto things. It was just it car was parts. anything. My mentality at the time was every time I walk into the junkyard, I'm going to leave with money. Okay. Yeah. That was the mindset. So just basically finding out which ones are the cash cows. Exactly, and what's what I could get cost effective enough that when I flipped it, I could really make a decent net profit. So that's what we started. I started doing that for a long time. So when someone says, "Hey, you know what? Those wheels look expensive." Well, they might be to you, but I had to sell four heads that cost me fifty dollars a piece. So in my mind, that was a two hundred dollar part. Yeah. Because that's really what it cost me. Yeah. You, you, know? you, you flip your parts after that and you're good to go. Exactly. And that's uh, how I've been doing things ever since, you know. And that's, I, not only do I have my website, you know, Big R Motorsports, where we sell new parts, I also have people who contact me all the time and even vendors that are like, Chip, we need more rocker arms. We need this. We need that. Can you get it for me? Well, yeah, of course. How, and my mentality, I always tell them, like, why did you just ask me that? Just tell me how many you want. how many do you want yeah so i mean i can find it it's it's never an issue at this point because uh on average i go to 10 junkyards a week just really yeah well i know you told me you came from a junkyard before coming here for recording Mm -hmm. absolutely and that was uh santa fe springs santa fe springs and you live in ontario yeah so you you are actually (laughs) busting these missions out here Oh, but it's it's wonderful now lkq the way it's set up now is you know, I literally can set an alert for every car that I want to look for parts. So I see the alert in the morning. I see which cars are going to be put out. And I'm there. Boom. You know, right. and, and the good thing is, is before they used to um, they used to give you the alert after the cars were out. So what I call the vultures, the guys who basically are there in the morning who live at the junkyard, they get to the parts before you do. Yeah. But now the way they do it, it's it's... It comes up in the system, and then they don't let people in until 9. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, 8 o'clock. So you're in line with everybody else. So the vultures can't beat you to it as long as you're in the line before they are. Yeah. So I see it pop up in the alert. I'm there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) a lot of people know if it's a a Pino or if it's a Turbo T-Bird or SVO, they're not beating me to it. (laughs) You know, they always will chip. Chip, are you there right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know, Can you tell me if it has this? <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? It, like, just completely off topic, but it just reminds me of, like those vultures for like Pokemon cards at Walmart or Target, just fighting each other for those cards. <laughs> oh, it's I've seen fights. I've yeah. seen actual fights at the junkyard. I actually was involved in one myself. Oh Ooh, man! But not because it was crazy. Um, this guy comes up. It's a hot day, super hot, right? He comes up and he asks me for a wrench. You know, I'm like, he, he wants a pair of vice grips. All right, well, here you go. So I go to hand it to him. His eyes roll back, and he falls to the ground, starts shaking, right? Oh, and I'm, man. I'm like, holy crap, I'm the only one there, right? So 
you know, I see all these shows. When someone has, is, is having a seizure, you got to stop them from choking on their tongue. So I take my wrench and I stick it in his mouth. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, his buddy sees me on top of him with a wrench in his mouth and thinks I'm kicking his ass. Right? Oh, so shit. So he <laughs> runs up and he kicks me in the back. Right? So I fall down and I'm pissed. The, the PR in me came out. You know, I'm like, oh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I jumped up and I, and I clicked this guy, right? I clicked this guy. And now all of a sudden, he falls down and these people start coming around. And then and he like, starts shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's a 20 on one. Here we go. <laughs> you know? And, I'm, and I, I said, you don't know, you don't know, you know, help me. And they're like, help you? For what? I mean, you're kicking their asses. I'm like, no, this guy is having a seizure. You know, help me. And they're like, oh, and that's when even his friend realized. Kind of clicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he's, he's helping, helping him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. and then that's when it stopped right there. Right? <laughs> we, we took care of the guy. But at that very moment, I'm like, oh, boy, here he goes. I'm going to go, duro, duro. You know, it's going to sit on and crack. And what am I going to do here? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, oh, that's scary, man. That's, especially out there with all that heat. If, all that heat. If there was nobody around. Yeah. It's I've I've actually it's gotten so hot where I decided I was gonna just I'm underneath the car I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a quick little nap because it's a nice little breeze under the car, and I wake up and I don't see anyone. There's no one around. Is but, it nighttime? No, no. The okay. sun is still up. Okay, but it's kind of like getting dark, right? I, I don't see anyone. I just I'm like, what's going on? So I get my tools, I go to the front, and I walk out, and the guy looks at me and he's like, Oh my god. I'm like, he's like, you're still in in the junkyard? I'm like, yeah, where is everybody? He's like, dude, we closed like 30 minutes ago. He's <laughs> oh, like, well, I was just taking a nap in the back of that Pinto. <laughs> he's like, you're so lucky, dude. We're just about to release the dogs. Ooh. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I would have had to sleep in that car all night. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. If I would have made it into the car. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So does that mean you have like the ultimate storage bag for, you know, the the, the uh, extra fuses and... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm that, that one guy who's always paranoid about everything. So it's like, I'll show it to them. But I'm, I'm actually the guy that it's to the point where I'll show them the bulbs I'm picking out or the little fuses and they're like, are you serious right now? Get out of here. Yeah, it's like, we, we already know, bro. We already yeah, know. Just, just, just get out of here, you know? I mean, we know you buy parts, bro. You're here all the time. You just, oh, you, they recognize you. You're the regular anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> if I wanted to, I probably could walk in through the exit and nobody would know. They'd be like, I think he was here earlier. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> More like, uh, nah, doesn't he work here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he's the part-timer. That's, that's, that's so funny because that's what some of the guys say. They're like, oh, that's the guy. He goes, yeah, he works here. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do <laughs> if you think about it. One of the guys calls me Hollywood now because uh, of all the, the exposure from the Netflix the show. The Netflix show. Yeah, well, I mean, when we saw you on Sunday... And uh, we were starting to walk away. As soon as you walked away, somebody, some kids actually saw your car. Was like, oh, is that? And he walks up to you. Yep. Are you on the Netflix show? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and I try to make it a point too. Like, uh, you know, I've heard about some of these guys from Street Outlaws when people walk up and they're they're really rude to them. And you know, but me when it comes to those little kids that come up, I'll let them sit down in the car and take a picture. Because to me, it's like I'm building the next racer. Yeah. You know, you get somebody you, you excited have somebody at that to spank. age. 
Huh? You got to have somebody to spank <laughs> later on, right? Like, <laughs> or watch spank other people, you know, <laughs> baptize them. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I've even been in the, approached by this. This girl was in the junkyard in San Bernardino, and she was with her parents, and and she kept looking at me, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And she comes up, excuse me, um, were you on a TV show on Netflix? And I'm like, yes, I was. And she's like, oh my god, mom, it's him, it's him. And she was all excited, <laughs> and I'm like. And I'm like, oh, did you? I said, did you? Did you root for me? And she's like, oh, absolutely. You know, I drive go karts and I'm trying to be the fastest. And I'm like, dude, just keep up the good work. Just make it happen. And then she kept like, she just like kind of stood there, like you know, she wanted to ask me. I'm like, hey, you want to take a picture? She's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> so I let her take a picture with me, and I go, yeah, make sure you put it on your Instagram and send it to me. You know, ta- make sure you tag me. Evil underscore Pino. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I bet you that picture's like on your wall with like a bunch of others for like kill list. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good way to, to build the next racer, mm. you know, and, and yeah. to get kids involved. And uh, you just, it's just, you know, you got to keep it fun. And it's, uh, for me, it's like, it's, it's a fun thing, you know, and I, I can see it now. Now when people are staring at me, I'm like, Hey, did you want to take a picture of the car? You want to take a picture of me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, just have fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Because I figure I told everybody I go. I'm either going to be famous or infamous. Either way, it's going to happen. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one scene. I can't remember. I can't remember what show it was on. Uh, they said any bad publicity is good publicity. That's true. Yeah, that That's is true. true. Yep. So rolling back into the Netflix show, how did it, um, I guess when you got your acceptance into the actual show, you know, you submitted your video and everything. Yeah, they literally called me the next day. Ooh. Oh, the next day. Yeah, the next day. And uh, they talked to me for like an hour and a half, you know, and I, I was like, I told my daughter, I'm like, dude, I think, I think I'm in. I don't think they would talk to anybody for an hour and a half. And she's like, no doubt. And then my other buddy who submitted his video, they called him and they talked to him for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I think it was on the phone for like ten, five, ten minutes. I'm like, oops. And I'm like, what, yeah. what, car did, what car was he driving? Um, he had a Sapinto too. He, oh, had a, okay. he had a wagon. He had a wagon. Ooh, ooh. That's pretty cool. But it's they were like, you know, they were picking people for their, not just for your car, I guess for your overall personality and how you came across. It's it's a character. Yeah. It's a character. I. Behind the scenes, a little bit different. There's something I'm working on with potentially a TV show thing. Mm-hmm. And I did like a whole Zoom interview, phone interview, super long thing. And Let, Let's just say they created a whole back, a fake backstory yeah. for him. No, no, oh, really? To elevate his... <laughs> not to elevate him. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Am I going to like have to... Uh, am I going to feel sorry for him? Or I'm going to walk up and give him a hug after I watch this thing? <laughs> try... try. <laughs> Tragic dad story in the background. <laughs> so not necessarily fake, but kind of like, you know, they asked me some questions. I answered it and they're like, cool, cool, cool. Can you rephrase that with this? Oh. <laughs> like, they they coached a lot of stuff to kind of create a character, right? Because mm-hmm. they're trying to build a character and sell this character off to the network and the producers and stuff. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what it, <laughs> definitely what it was. They want extra behind you know what i mean extra mm-hmm. behind just the uh just the activity for the show itself right right yeah well, they just i don't know i thought it was you know because they asked me all kinds of questions and you know the one thing that i that it, that oh man it just i wish they didn't do to me 
was uh, like my daughter. She wanted to talk about me in the car, and they kept just pushing her to talk about like her mom. You know, that goes back to the, the creating a character yeah, and everything. And she's like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about my dad's car. I don't want to, they're like, no, no, okay, okay, we'll talk about your dad's car. But quickly give us a little insert on what happened. She's like, all right, fine. So, yeah, you know how I, that I, went. I do, I you know do. how that went. Yeah. It's the only thing that they let her talk about yeah. <laughs> on the air. And she's like, and of course, I got heat for it. You're like, oh, how could you say that about me? I'm like, hey, I'm just telling the truth. Okay. I, mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell her to say those things. She just said it on her own. I'm like, oh my gosh. You How know? old is she? Well, at the time, she was 16. 16, okay. okay. Yeah. 16, 17, yeah. I was expecting it. Yeah, I, I remembered it from the oh, no. show. Manny, have you seen the, the show yet? No, you told me about it briefly, but I never got the chance to ask you like where to watch it or anything. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It's different from most of the, of the shows because... They let you get to know the character and why they got involved with cars. Mm-hmm. And then they line you all up and they have you all conversate and then you race. So it's a whole different vibe. Not like, yeah. okay, my car makes 1,800 horsepower. Oh, you know, and they get out there and they just race and, you know, like, oh, I'm going to call them out right now and all that kind of stuff now. It was a whole different vibe. And I think that's why, um, you know, it was successful because it was different. Yeah. You know? Um they are going to be coming out with another season, but the whole COVID thing... They delayed everything. Yeah, yeah of delayed course, it. of course. But yeah, they're definitely going to be coming out with another season. Well, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. Sure. That a lot of people did not know. Is that there was actually... They saw what happened in, uh, with my race. Most people know. <laughs> but anyway, Netflix calls me up and says, Hey, we're going to have a second chance race. It's going to be you and... There's going to be a few other people that we want to have race again to be in the finale. So okay. we're going to let you guys race. Well, would you be interested? And I'm like, hell yeah. What are you talking about? Of course I'm interested, right? So uh, here I am. I'm all excited to call my boys. Dude, we got another shot at this thing. Let's get it done, right? So we go out there and... Um, but, you know, I'm a broke ass at the point at this point. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like... Dude, I need another turbo. I I want I want to run this automatic. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they're like, dude, talk to Lunch Money. The, the dude will tell you what's up. So I talked to this guy Corey and me and this uh, guy Earl. We go go walk up to him and he's like, man, you got new nitrous tanks. He goes, dude, all you got to do is tell him you're on Netflix, you're in the show, and you'll get it for free. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, dude, that's, they'll sponsor you if you just tell them you're on the show. Just do it. I'm like, what, what do you have to lose? Worst case, they're gonna, what's, what's going to happen? They're going to say no. So what? Big deal. First place I call, I'm like, yeah, I'm on this show, blah, blah, blah. I need a turbo. I need this. Okay, uh, what's your address? Oh, and just when like do you that. need it by? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then I called the next guy, the same thing. So literally, I had like 6000 bucks worth of free parts. Now I'm going to put on this car, right? And I'm so excited. We put the car together. They call me up the day before. Hey, you know what? We're coming out for inspection. I'm like, hell yeah, come on. Check out this car. I'm ready. You know, so uh, right before that day, they call me and they're like, um, Chip, um, something we got to tell you. Uh, um, we're not going to have a second chance race. Like, Are you effing kidding me? So I literally exploded because what they do, and a lot of people don't know about this with sponsorships is, 
is they you have to put their sticker on a certain spot on your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to uh, you know display it a certain way, and it has to be seen. And what they do is they take your credit card. And they make you fill out this whole form. So if you don't put that sticker in the right place, or if you don't show up on TV and you're just some scam artist, they charge your card. That's how it works. So here I am, and they're not going to show this car with all these stickers and everything. This 6,000 bucks worth of parts. They're not going to show it. So that means it's all going to come out of my cards, right? I'm like, oh my God, I've got all these parts. i got these people who sponsor me. And they're like, Chip, calm down, calm down, send us the invoices. No. Yeah. I'm like, no. Really? I'm like, yeah, send us the invoices. We got you. It's just that there's a situation in one of the races, someone someone wrecked, and uh, they're they're seeing too much liability, and and they're not going to have the second chance race. So don't worry about it. We've got you covered. So, um, So it was an issue that happened at the location where the race was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And one of the episodes, there was a car that got sideswiped, and uh, Netflix just said nope. Yeah, insurance insurance just starts going up. Yeah. They pucker up real quick, but mm-hmm. wow, they covered it. Yeah, they covered it. So it's wow. Just, uh, which for me was fantastic because I'm on the street now with this car that's even faster than it was. From the initial run, mm-hmm. right? And I'm on the street, and these guys are like, oh, that's the guy that broke. <laughs> I'm like, you want a piece of this? <laughs> come, come get it. So now, now for those it, that don't know or haven't seen the show, unfortunately, Chip did lose his race <laughs> <laughs> when it was uh, against the supercar. Yeah. What, what happened was we took it to the track on Sunday, and we were just destroying people with the car. I mean, we're, we would do these killer burnouts and nice smoky burnouts. But on the fourth burnout, the car wasn't making the burnout like it should. So it, 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 it ran okay. I mean, we still won the race. And, but I told him, dude, just put it up on the trailer. Clutch is getting hot. Just put it up on the trailer. We're good. We already know it's going to do well. So just put it up on the trailer. Show's on Wednesday. We're ready to rock. What we should have done is pulled the tranny down. And looked at it to see why it wasn't doing the kind of burnout on the first three runs. Yeah. Right? We didn't do that. So here we are, you know, the day of. Yeah. And we find out the hard way. <laughs> oh. You know, we're like, you know, I got to do the smoky burnout. And I'm like, I'm like, dude. He goes, do the smoky burnout. I'm like, I did. So I was like, do the smoky burnout. He's like, I'm like, dude, you need to do the smoky burnout. I go, fucker, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I go, where's all the fucking smoke coming from, right? And he says, dude, it's coming from under the car. It's not the tires. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. So I said, man, you guys, we came here to go from A to B. And I swear to God, if we have to push this car from A to B to cross that finish line, that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> and, and they're like, okay, bro. We're gonna do whatever you say, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I was heated when you. Know, I mean, I was. I was so mad. You know, <laughs> uh, you're mad and you're sad at the same time. But you're just like, you know, what are you gonna do? There's nothing you can do. Yeah, and, and right? when it happened, you kind of. I kind of remember looking at the TV. I'm like, is he peeling out the whole way? No, it doesn't look like he's peeling out the whole way. Like, what is that smoke? <laughs> it, it's crazy because the car grabbed and then it just, rah, that's it. It was just like, so I could just get it enough that I could putter down the down the track. But what's funny is Netflix made it seem like I cruised into, like, it was like first, second, third, and then fourth. <laughs> no, it was just like, it was more like, 
fourth. You know, like, you know, when the turtle, turtle crosses the finish line? Yeah. Thing. That's what it's like. I'm like, dang, I'm so bummed. But, hey, you know what? The car, the reason that the guy in the, in the lane, the, the one they call Big Booty Judy, the reason <laughs> he, um, he uh, said the one I need to look out for is the Pino is because he saw us on Sunday. He was there at the track, too. Oh, so okay. So he knew that the car was fast. Yeah, you know he's like, oh shit, I got that. I got this guy is here too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So and, and uh, you know the the cool thing about that was like it's it was almost like a uh, a tiered system for the sleeper cars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I remember each interview. You know, each interview was like I think there was one guy like in NorCal, right? Yeah, he kind of had like classic fifties. He sat in the middle of his shop that looked all clean with, mm-hmm. you know, you know those those cars were. Fifty, sixty thousand dollar builds behind him. You know what I mean, like, right? Sleeper, yes, because of what it is, but that was some high dollar sleeper. <laughs> yeah, but some of the cars, you know, I, I don't. If if they let me have have a show where it was like sleepers versus sleepers kind of thing, I want to be able to look at the car and go, ew. you know what? <laughs> yeah, ew. I mean, come on, this thing can't be fast. To me, that's a sleeper. Yeah, see that one, you see it, and it's like. That is, you know, it's sleeper just because it's a fifties car, but it's not a sleeper sleeper. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Like his, like his car that that uh, the, the guy was talking about, Big Booty Judy. Uh-huh. I mean, literally, like the one guy said, he goes, "Man, it looks like the the tire goes the from Monte one Carlo. side to the other." He was the Monte Carlo, or no? It was that old? Um, well, he was the fifties one. The fifties. Okay, one. from like Central California or yeah, something like that, Bakersfield or something like that. Yeah. I mean, literally, you look at that car. If you pulled up next to you, you'd be like, "No, bro." Yeah. Give me the dig and two car lengths, you know. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, that's not a sleeper. Yeah. Or even if you saw, you know, Corey Lunch Money, literally, you're looking at an LS. Yep. You're looking at an LS. You see the nitrous bottles on the back, and you're like, "Oh no, this is not yeah. going to be and, easy." And then he was Inglewood uh, or something, right? No, no. There was another guy. Another guy. Glasses. Now, okay. Now, his yeah, car yeah. was was uh, pretty L- much a sleeper because it's just a money. Yeah, it was a money with an LS, and uh, he was also in a shop, though. And that's what mm-hmm. I mean. It was kind of like tiered. You had this guy that's building these expensive classic cars. Mm-hmm. Then you got the guy in the money that's... he Again, he's in a shop, too. You know, He's right. in his full blow in his own shop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we get down to the Pinto, and you're sitting on a car seat in the junkyard, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you wouldn't happen to watch anime, would you? Um, actually, I'm getting kind of hooked on it. My daughter is all into it. She literally hides in the closet and watches it for eight hours. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know how she does it, and it's she can literally watch the same show fifteen, twenty times. I don't know why, but I, she could tell you when they're going to take their next breath. I was like, it's like ridiculous. I don't know why, but like this whole story, like how he's like saying it right now, it just reminds me of One Punch Man when he takes the hero exam. All like the other uh, other heroes that are trying to apply and do like the training exam and stuff they're laughing at him and then they he just like destroys every single record and they're just like scared and they just want to go home <laughs> <laughs> well it was just a super cool thing because you kind of see like at least kind of like what you were saying what i wouldn't consider a full full sleeper you know what i mean yeah i want to see sleepers i'd like to have a show where it was like um remember when that exhibit used to come up to people's houses and it was oh. like, hey you've been chosen for that one yeah that kind of thing i'd like to roll up in my pino get out say hey you said that your car is a sleeper where's your car let me take a look at it you know? yeah, yeah it's, it's like know. it's like mtv cribs but for cars yeah yeah but, but instead of it being really nice it's gotta be crap you know it's, <laughs> it's gotta like, be crap it's like uh, okay yeah we're taking you and next guy bro no way no no i 
dude, I would, if you lined up on me right now, I'd be like, no, bro, it's not going to happen. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that would be a true sleeper, you know? Oh, something I want to bring up too is that, um, I did make a big stink about the guy who, the guy who eventually won the whole thing, but he's, he was in our race. Uh Right. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just, I told the producers, I'm going to go up to him right now and, and I'm going to light him up. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to say something to him. I'm going to talk to him about, you know, I'm, he's, you know, so they're like, okay. I go, so when's the, when is the, the driver going to get here? He's like, I am the driver. I go, no, you're not. It, we're, it's owners versus owners. You're not the owner, so you're not the driver. And he's like, oh, um, uh, well, I, I am the driver. Um, I'm like, oh, that's not oh, the somebody, deal. Somebody hired like a professional or something? Yeah, he wasn't. That wasn't his car. That really? wasn't his car, yeah. And that was the whole the whole premise of the thing is that they told me I was going to be racing other uh, owners. That's a big variable. People don't get it, but it's a huge variable. Yeah. That's your ego right there. I mean, you're this, you got the million dollar car. You don't want to lose to a sleeper. So you're going to be fidgety on the line, which we saw a lot of guys who jumped. Yeah. You know, all of these guys with the supercars jumped or their, their car bogged out because they had the track lock on or whatever they call it. What do you call that? Um, not track lock. The, the um, traction control. Traction or control. And it'll just bog out on you if you don't if you don't let go right. So I'm like, well, sh- all of us have a chance against him, you know? Yeah. But then come find out this guy. Throw a little bit of psychological fucking yeah, tactics before the lineup. <laughs> yeah, they bring this kid in. It's not even his car, right? And I, I'm talking to him at lunch, and he's telling me that he goes, yeah, I have a Turbo 280Z that I work on, and I take to the track. Oh, so literally, you guys sent a ringer, you know? Pay, yeah. We got a paid driver in this Lambo. That's not cool, you know? <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're over here to have a good time. But I did bring it up, and the producer's like, hey, Chip, no, no let's, let's not discuss that, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever, man. And then it's so funny because we had our mics on, right? So I go up to Glasses and, and to the other guy, and um, I said, dude, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose the lane right next to him, and I'm going to swerve into him. <laughs> and I want to scare the crap out of him. It's not my and, car. Yeah, it's, and, and, and then he's hearing this, huh? In no, his, he can't hear it. Oh, but, but the, the producers, producers and everybody because we're okay. all mic'd. Okay, that's what I thought. Hot like, mics. Yeah. He was able to hear this. No, 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 that's that's hot mics. These are the people yeah. running the whole show, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, I know, of course, chips I get, liability. Yeah, I get called. <laughs> I get called to one side. They're like, Chip, you're not going to do that. I'm like, oh, you heard me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like, used to being I'm recorded. Like, Darn it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it, it that's was funny. Yeah. But overall it was fun. I mean, that's why people were like, dude, why are you smiling? Why because it was fun. The whole thing was fun, you know? And I've had my car break before, you know. We go to the track and something breaks and you're just you have to laugh it off because it's you know, you built it from the junkyard, so something's gonna let go. Yeah. Eventually, you're overpowering the car, so it's you know it's something's got to break. Yeah, you know, it happens, and you just got to deal with it. You know, uh, so for me, it's just like, eh, just another day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just happened to be on national television. It happens, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's an awesome experience. So you never close the door on the opportunity, right? Never. If they called me again, I'd be out there in a heartbeat. Yeah, definitely. In a heartbeat. And my boys would be like, dude, let's do it. Let's let's do it. We're ready. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are. They know we're ready this time. We got all those parts on it. Let's rock and roll. Awesome. Yeah, I'm still a little bit in shock that they, they picked up that invoice for you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it That's is. pretty awesome. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I was like, I was first I was like, you know, you're so mad that you're shaking. Yeah, and then after that, I was shaking because I was so, so like adrenaline rushed happy. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's like the first time the car ran a 10 and we were just like blown away. Just like, I'm sitting there, I'm holding my time stick, my hand's shaking. And I'm like, look at this. <laughs> like, Dude, relax, man. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, just treat it as like the ring, like the. The the ring for uh, what's that ring called again from Lord of the Rings? They had a name. They had a name for it. The precious. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know it by. No, too. It, it was that name. Oh, the one ring to rule them all. You just had it right there, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we couldn't duplicate it after that, but hey, it happened, right? Or it's like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's why we're we're gonna go to an automatic and stick to it because we just. We have to be more consistent. I want to be 100% consistent. I don't want to ha- watch. I literally have like six T5s piled up in the garage waiting for me to break each one. Ooh. Because <laughs> we'll break one. Okay, put the other one in. Okay, we broke that one. Okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if I mean, you see if an you ad for me on, If you see an ad for me on Craigslist for a T5, you don't want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Wait, sure. we could get it for Sparky. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> who's, who's Sparky? It's a buddy of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a uh, he is an automatic drag racer. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, so we we do give him a little bit of shit because he has like the little cloth that covers up the the gear shift, so it looks like a manual and. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when he parks, he still f- manages to rev it somehow. I'm pretty sure that's going in neutral. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been a few times where we had to push him into a parking spot because he had no re- reverse. Oh, oh yeah, no! Yeah, I've seen that at the junkyard too. I'm like, why is this guy pushing his car back? Ah, oh, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to do it, right? <laughs> you gotta do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's roll in a little bit about your shop now, right? So okay. you say you make all these parts. One of mm-hmm. the things that I that you kind of do that kind of surprised me and maybe I didn't know so much about was that you're able to build reliable turbos off of the cheap housings, right? Yeah, uh, literally. Um, oh, I remember you told me about that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. thought it was an actual, well, it is a shop, but I didn't know it was actually like him. Oh, it's his garage. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, he he told me all about that, like the whole reconstruction and everything. But I didn't know it was it was it exactly fascinated you know. me. I yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, what what happened was, is you know I'm that guy who if you say um, it can't be done, I'm gonna say why, and I'm gonna try it myself before it, for sure it can't be done. So everyone's kept kept saying that these these eBay turbos are junk and you know they're horrible. Blah blah blah. But I went to a shop, and they're like, "I'm like, hey man, I hear these your turbos that you sell, they're they're junk." And the guy goes, "Dude, see that car right there? Yeah, I've been driving my car for two years with this turbo." I'm like, "What? I care they I, you see these YouTube videos and the, the turbos come flying off and all kinds of stuff." He's like, "That might have been in the beginning, but you know, come on, 
chip, seriously. You don't think they read the paper. You don't think they, they, they look on the internet. They see what we're saying, and they make changes. They fix things that are broken, and they make them better. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, all right. So I told the guys that, and they're like, no, no, dude. They're still trash. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen some changes as far as like a... This might be maybe the, I don't know how common or trashy they call this turbo nowadays, but the on three turbo setups mm-hmm. that was really popular with all the Fox bodies and 5.0 setups. I remember years ago, everybody was trash, trash, trash. Now I've been seeing more and more posts of people actually using them reliably and making some pretty decent power see, out of them. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just like I was telling guys, you know, remember when Hyundai first came out? Mm-hmm. How we used to see them always broken down on the side of the road, and everyone said, "Oh, I don't want a Hyundai. I don't want one. No way, they're garbage, right?" Well, literally, what they did is they made enough profit profit to fix their their quality controls and fix what was wrong with their car, and they made something better. They're still catching on and fire better there. and better. Hey, I, I've right? hey, I've seen. Well, yeah, but I've seen some some pretty. Nice rides coming from them. No, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, look at the look at the Kia. The Kia Hyundai. is a Hyundai, right? Yeah, Hyundai has stepped it up. I've, they have uh, we stepped were actually it up. Uh, talking about this um, that you know Hyundai, especially their last two years mm-hmm. and the upcoming right now, they have a full lineup of their N series coming out. Like mm-hmm. that's the oh. statement. They have the Sonata. They have the Veloster. They're I think they're going to do a Kona, the Kona N. Mm-hmm. So they're throwing some performance models into. All of their little subcars. Yeah, I think for like two weeks consecutive, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks consecutive, I had car headlines concerning Hyundai and them doing their performance models. I'm like, dude, like total respect for that. Fucking love it, you know. Like, if you're gonna stay in business, you have to step up your game. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, and And that's what they're doing, and and they have probably the best warranty, right, for brand new car warranty right Mm -hmm. now. They have ten year, hundred thousand mile and stuff. Yeah. So uh, literally, what what I did is, I, you know, I heard all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm done hearing it. I'm gonna tear tear one down. We're gonna tear one down with a turbo shop. So went to this turbo shop. Said, hey, you mind if we do a little video and and uh, you can tell us what's wrong with these turbos? We'll tear it apart and we'll take take a look. And he goes, sure, that's not a problem. And he goes, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna learn a lot. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's yeah. do it, right? So we take it apart, puts the turbine shaft on the balancer. It's within spec. Okay. He goes, the shaft is in, it's within spec, man. I'm like, that's awesome. So then we put the compressor wheel on, the same thing. It's within spec. I'm like, holy, okay, well, there's nothing wrong there. He's like, nope. And he goes, let me show you something. And he pulls this drawer open. I'm like, what's, it has a whole container for the bearings. I'm like, what's this? And then he's like, literally, he goes, I get these turbos so cheap, these eBay turbos, that there are pieces that I, I can use. So I use the cartridges, I use the housings, the cold side housings, I polish them up. You know, it's cheaper for me to buy an eBay turbo for the housing than for me to buy one of them in the U.S. So I'll buy the housing and clean all the letters and everything off of it, polish it up, and now I'll use it here. And I'll use the cartridges. Oh, wow. And I'm like, holy smokes, really? He's like, yeah. And he goes, you can take one of these turbos and make them bulletproof. You just have to change the internals. Okay, like, internals meaning like the like bearing. The bearing. So I'm like, okay, so if I wanted to make one of these bulletproof, what would I need? He said, well, you need new U.S. bearings, 360 thrust collar, and change it to the uh, to um, the, the gapless piston piston ring. 
and you'll be ready to rock. I'm like, really? Because their shafts are all within spec, Everything and is apparently spec. their, their yeah. housing must be strong enough if he... Yeah, if he's using them, them himself. Too, yeah. yeah, he's using them himself. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I went, I put one together, we put one in a car, and we still are beating on that thing. Nice. It still hasn't exploded. Oh, wow. And how long so, is that now? Got to be at least five years, I think, four or five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, and it's pushing 25 pounds of boost. So I'm just like, oh. I'm like, you know what? We, can't, <laughs> we not, cannot break this thing, that's right? That's not minuscule. That's a, that's a no. good amount of boost. And we were telling everybody about it. And they're like, hey, Chip, can you build me one? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I built this guy one. And another guy said, hey, man, did you build that treble for so-and-so? Yeah, I did. Hey, can you make me one? I'm like, yeah, sure. And now, you know, 300 turbos later, I'm still making them. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. And now I put them up on my website. and and But, uh, you know, to let you guys know, there are guys out there on eBay that are selling the same turbo, but it, they just change the verbiage. Example, if you bought a, a Stage 2 48, right? They send you this turbo, and then you order a, a Stage 2 63. It's the same turbo. <laughs> they send you the same exact turbo. So you really have to buy a couple of them to real figure out, okay, well, this is the true 50 trim, and this is the 30, 46 trim, and this is a stage two, not a stage three. So you have to literally know who you're buying them from mm-hmm. to know what you're getting. Okay, and, and that might people, be an issue of how they blow so many up if they're putting the wrong one on and over-boosting something that wasn't made for it. Exactly, and, and that's, that's the one thing when people are buying from me that they know if I say, hey, you're going to get chip stage one or you chip stage two, there's a reason why I'm saying that because I know which unit I'm going to use for my stage one because that's for the daily driver guy and the one that's the stage two for Mr. Heavyfoot who likes to go to the track. Yeah. So I know which ones that I'm going to buy and which ones I'm going to change the internals to, and which ones are the best because I've been through it. And I invested the time and the money to go and buy out all these different companies and now look, okay, this guy, he's, he's legit. He has the 50 trim. This guy, no, I'm not buying from him because last time he sold me a turbo, it was first time it was right, second time it was wrong. You know, I'm not, no. I'm yeah. not getting anything from this guy again. So, uh, you know, I'm saving people a lot of time. And I, and I don't make a big profit on it. I'm just making enough to have fun and put it towards my, my evil. <laughs> nice. You know? So you got to pay for that race gas, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know I, when I had the SVO and I was working on that car, um, I got the throttle body adapter, I think, from you. Mm-hmm. That was a super, like... It was well enough to where it could have came from like a an actual aftermarket manufacturer. You know what I mean? Well, here's the, here's the thing is, you know, because I've been in the car business for so long is I know a lot of people and yeah. they know a lot of people. And I've been able to network, network with some really big companies. So, you know, when I say I want to make this product, the the companies that are making my parts... They're literally, when I say, hey, I have this great idea, I'll walk it in there and he'll sit all his guys down at the table and say, look, Chip's considering making this part. What do you guys think? And he has all his little engineer guys out and they look through it and they, they make the first one, Chip, go test it, take it back. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, I just made a part. Let's throw it out there. No, I mean, it's, it's being made by a true manufacturer who is in the 5.0 magazines. 
Yeah. I don't want to give it exactly who yeah, it is. No worries, but, no worries. But yeah, yeah no, but, I, I installed it, and I was like super happy with how yeah. it installed. And it, um, it was the, I guess for clarity for the listeners, it was a throttle body adapter to pretty much put a 5.0 throttle body on the 2.3. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I made two different versions. The first guy that came out with it, he only made it for one version for the Super Coupe throttle body. But then there's the guys that wanted the 5.0 version. So, I came up with the idea of, of making a different outer plate so they could adapt a different throttle body to it. Yeah. So, they're like, oh. Even the, the owner was like, Hey, this guy's got some talent. Yeah, the design of it was <laughs> the design of it was really clever. Like when I, I you know, I got your little instruction paperwork. I started looking at it and putting the plates together and getting the hardware because you even gave me the correct hardware on everything in it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, this is clever. Like, all right, I see what he's doing here. Like, all right, yeah. And the same thing with my fuel rails. When I made the fuel rails, you know, I basically I make parts that I'm going to use. You yeah, know, if I don't use it, if if I don't like it, I'm not going to put it out there. Yeah, because the fuel rail was even modular on how you wanted to set it up. Yeah, so I set it up where you could you could do it in two any any configuration you wanted to, you know. But uh, it was it wasn't cost effective to actually build the uh, the plate for the fuel pressure regulator on the rail itself. So I came up with a way where it was going to be cost effective for them to buy the rail and the adapter block. You know, it was going to be cheaper than buying a complete rail that had it on there. Yeah. You know, and it made more sense. So a lot of the guys were like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. You know, it was a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, now I'm doing stuff like, for instance, for Pinos, they have a, if you have like a 71 to 73 and you want to put bigger brakes from like 74 plus, what a lot of guys were doing is they were taking a, a, a tin can cutting a, the lip off the tin can, stuffing it up into the ball joint area, the, <laughs> and then tightening it down. I'm like, are you serious? This is what you're doing? You, you drive this thing on the track like that? They're like, yeah, well, so far I haven't had any problems. I'm like, oh, my so God. Far. I'm like, no, no. So I went in there, and I said, hey, man, we need to make these. We need to make these little bushing adapters. And they're like, yeah, we could do that. So I came out with those for the pinos. And, and, and that's just, just to make the breaks bigger for the 74 and up right yeah so they could run the 74 and up because if you try to use the 71 for my car it was a 71 and i put that big turbo motor in it and literally i came to a stoplight and it wouldn't stop the car just went right to the light (laughs) i'm like oh my god (laughs) so i had to go to these bigger brakes and what these guys were doing for a long time was they were machining the the taking the seventy four disc brake and machining the back of it so that it would fit the the, uh, the caliper. Yeah, you know, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's I, I want to do it right. If I'm going to be, I'm the one sitting in this car. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, 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 this is this is a you know you don't have nine lives. It's not how it works. It's already a pinto. Like let's, like, <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's make this thing stop. You know, so uh, yeah, so I came out with those. So I have different. I just came out with uh, motor mounts for the V8 and for the 2.3s for the pinos because nobody was making the motor mounts. Okay, so we're doing that, and I made an alternator bracket for the 2.3s, guys who are going non-power steering or electric power steering. Oh, and wow. It's, oh, dude, this bracket is amazing. It sits super low, so, you know, it's hard to get to the distributor and turn it and do it. You're looking right at the distributor now. 
It's wonderful. Oh, nice. It's wonderful. And you can see, like, for instance, I used to have to tuck my head by the by the radiator and, and by the fan to see the timing marks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just like, oh, there they are. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, nice and easy. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've made a bunch of different things. And uh, my it's it's kind of like a thing where I'll design it on paper and I'll, I know the right engineers and I said, look, this is what I want to do. And they're like, okay, well, we suggest that we fix this, we do it like that, and do it like yeah, this, and make a little bit of tweaks, little, make a little bit of tweaks, and we come out with it, you know. And uh, I'm like, I even made the uh, crow's foot now for the rocker arm, the rocker arm tool. Okay. Yeah, I drew it out, made it out of cardboard, sent it over to this guy, and I said, hey, look, this is what I want to make. Well, let's make a couple adjustments here and there, and then now that's out there, everybody loves it, you know. So, like I said, I, I don't make anything that I would not use myself. Yeah. You know, and now I'm coming out with camshafts because, uh, you know, there was another guy who makes cams, but he refuses to give you his, his specs. That's you, don't, not you, don't, you don't get cool. a cam card. Yeah. That makes no sense. To me, it's like, if I'm, if I'm going to sell you a cam, you should know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> not, not all, I mean, you can call me and I'll tell you what you're possibly going to get or how it's going to perform for you. No, I want a cam card. When I buy stuff from... Esslinger, Engelcam, Crower, they give you a cam card. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we going to get cam cards for this so-called super special cam? <laughs> you yeah. know? So uh, no. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to do that too. I'm going to make cams. You know, I'm going to start making cams. So I came out with a, you know, everyone goes from uh, with their SVOs to a Ranger cam. Yeah, that's the typical swap. Yeah, the typical swap. But now I have my Ranger R cam, which is oh, it's more oomph to the... Uh, to what would be your stock Ranger cam. Okay. And now I'm coming out with an X, a double X, and a triple X because I get guys that are like, I want something really lumpy and racy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll do I it. I want the four-cylinder, but I want the chop-chop. I want the choppiness. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you want tractor sounds. I got you. <laughs> you know, so we're coming out with that. So we're always coming out with, uh, with different products, and I think uh, I'm making an intake as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm making an intake that you can rotate in any direction. The elbow? Yeah, it's got a V-band. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the upper intake has a V-band on it, so you can rotate it 90, you can rate it, rotate it 120, you could rotate it 123. Yeah. You know, it, exactly to your setup mm-hmm. now. So coming out with that, that should be ready in the next couple of weeks. So. Nice. Yeah, oh, I know that's, yeah. A, that's a super popular one, too, because I know that's like one of the ones that everybody guts those elbows out and... Yeah, they fill weld and try to spin it the other way, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> there's a lot to do to it just to get it to fit another direction. For exactly, yourself. and this thing has a V band, and I made it so the bottom half, it's got its own built-in knife edge. Okay, so you don't have to port the lower. The only thing you're going to have to do is match it to the head. So the lower matching to the head with your you know gasket match it. Yeah, and you're done. Oh, and if you don't have to port the lower, that's so much nicer. Yes. And it's basically just bolted on there, and you call it a day. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. And the good thing about it is you, you, with the throttle body adapter is that uh, I'm using pieces from the throttle body adapter. So let's say that if you initially bought the throttle body adapter, there are uh-huh. certain plates that you can reuse. Okay. And uh, so it's like, okay, well, I can still use this. You can still, yep, save yourself some money. Just buy the intake. There it is. There it is. Yep. Keep it simple. That's awesome. So uh, let's end it with something of the future. What is the future of the evil Pinto? 
The future of the well, evil Pinto. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to backtrack one more time. <laughs> Damn it, Tony. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I just have to ask about this because um, I came, I can't even remember what I dropped by for. I dropped by your house one day. Uh-huh. And we were talking and you told me that you were going to build a road race, Pinto. Oh, yes. We are in the process of building it. It's, it's, it's been up the hill for a couple of years. This fabricator up there named Corky, he's working on it right now. What we did was I got my hands on a, well, I don't really want to say it too loud because some of these, these, uh, you know, these uh, Eclipse guys get kind of upset, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, a rally car that was beat up and it was a Gallant VR4. So we uh, took that and we cut the body off of it. He told me about this. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you there are listeners right now that, that are, are cringing. S- they're cringing. <laughs> they're going to send me some messages and be like, what is he doing? <laughs> or what has he done? Hey, what, what has he, he done? done? Yes. yes. So you cut the body off of a Gallant, an original Gallant VR4. But it was a rally car, so it was pretty much already trashed at that point. <laughs> I just want to make that clear, guys. It was pretty much trash. So uh, we took that, and we took a body off of a Pinto wagon, and we dropped it on top. So we're, we're making an all-wheel drive Pinto wagon with a 4G63 built motor. Whew. Okay. Yes, it's going to be a nightmare. That's awesome. It's going to be a nightmare. I cannot wait to see you out at a road course track with me. Oh, yeah, dude. It's going to be sick. It's going to be hey. mad sickness. <laughs> um, if you decide to do any of the uh, champ car racings or enduro racings, I'll be a driver and help you out in the pits, too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. You can tell me, hey, Chip, we need to fix this on the suspension. Let's get this thing right. We'll have fun with that car. It's, that, it's, that sounds it's definitely going to be awesome, a beast. Man. That sounds awesome. For sure. Okay, so now that we got that, I wanted to cover that because I think that's going to be an awesome project in the future. I can't wait to see that on the road and, and start hitting road course races out here. Right on. Um, funny enough, uh, yesterday I actually got a message from uh, from a, he's basically like a pro driver for NASA, and uh, he competes like in Honda Challenge, he does enduro racing and all kinds of stuff. He's cool. a great, great driver. I think he even drives for a company. He drives a Type R for a company too. Oh, right on. And uh, he messaged me because he heard me on uh, the 91 Octane podcast talking about the 2.3. And he used to road course race in NA 2.3 Pinto. <laughs> oh, right on. Cool. So I thought that was, he was the one that actually ta- told me about like some of the endurance races and the champ car races and stuff like that. So um, I thought it was kind of funny that this just kind of lined up. I was like, oh, ironically, I'm about to have you know two point, <laughs> Mr. 2.3 on the podcast coming up. <laughs> so shout out to Carlos. Um, but so future for the evil Pinto coming up. Oh, we, we've got a, a race coming in October that we're getting the car ready for. So it'll be ready for that, and um, hopefully we'll do extremely well. All right. Can't say more about it, but it's 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 going to be fun. It's going to be Okay, so this is a special race. Yes, we have to actually start at one track, drive six to eight hours to the next track, and then race it. You have to drive the car. Really? You cannot trailer it. Oh, yeah. all right. So it's so that's that's going to be a. We'll see how many cars are left at that point. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You so know? it's it's pretty much an endurance race to the race. Yes. Well, so wherever you start from, do you start with one drag race and then six hours, no. or just like a? It's like a big caravan to this to this other track. Okay. And then you know the the main people will pick 
which cars they want to see out there. Okay. All yeah. right. All so right. It'll be pretty interesting. But I think you know, Evil has that look to it where, you know. Oh, you why? just want to see it out Yeah, you want to see it. It's just ridiculous. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then in the future, maybe we'll add some, you know, your pinstripes. We'll do mm-hmm. some flames instead of coming from the hood. Oh, We'll man. do it from the trunk. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Well, well, I'm planning on putting that on my, uh, I actually have a, a tow trailer. Uh-huh. That I made, I took a pinno, cut it in half, into a tear, made it into a teardrop. Oh, okay. Toe yeah, trailer. Yeah. So, and we actually call it the pin toe, T O W. So, and I like that. I like, that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, why don't you tell um, everybody where they can find your website, where they can find you on Instagram, and we'll call this an episode. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at evil underscore pinto. Um, and I have my website is bigrmotorsports.com. A lot of people don't know, but my real name is Renee, and that's where the R comes from. So bigrmotorsports.com. All right. And Manny, let's close it up. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Definitely. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, want to send an unaccepted rev, we're probably going to make Chip send us one. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Tony, let's build a Yugo. Boost Brothers out. <laughs>